Welcome to Real Life Christianity with Deacon John Lozano. This podcast is about real life and living it in the light of the gospel. Real things, everyday things, relationships at home and work, real issues that the world presents every day. The complexities, difficulties, joys and aspirations of being human. Deacon John is a real guy. A deacon, but also a husband, a dad, a businessman, as well as an experienced counselor, educator, and author. And Deacon John invites us to come as you are as he brings the transformative power of the gospel down from the clouds to real life, your life. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. A good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. A hired man who is not a shepherd and whose sheep are not his own sees a wolf coming and leaves the sheep and runs away. And the wolf catches and scatters them. This is because he works for pay and has no concern for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know mine and mine know me. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father, and I will lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that do not belong to this fold And these also I must lead, and they will hear my voice, and there will be one flock, one shepherd. This is why the Father loves me, because I lay down my life in order to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down on my own. I have the power to lay it down and the power to take it up again. This command I have received from my Father. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I am the good shepherd. I lay down my life for my sheep. In this brief gospel, Jesus says this five times. There must be something of great import here. And there is because it's the highest expression of who he is and the highest expression of his love for you. God's love, friends, is unconditional. There is no condition attached. 
God's love is not yes, but, like with us, I love you, but, you love me, but. God has none of that, none of that. He just loves, it's who he is. See, we have the buts. We say about God's love, well, he loves me, but, I'm not always good, so he doesn't. But here's the thing, <laughs> Jesus loves sinners. He loves me and he loves you. And here's the thing, he came for sinners. Well, God loves me, but God's way up there and I'm way down here and there's this chasm and that's the way it is. So how real is it? Well, there was the incarnation where God became flesh. So now matter is invaded with spirit with God's very self. It's what we do here. Matter is invaded. Well, God loves me, but you know, I have a lot of doubts. My faith isn't all that put together. Well, <laughs> God loves seekers. He loves seekers. Seek and you will find. Seek. And his disciples were full of doubts their whole life with him. And he never gave up on them. And he never gives up on you or me in our doubt. And then we say, well, that's all well and good, but on the end of my life, he will be my judge. I'd like to uh, offer you a line from Catherine of Siena who said this, judgment is God's mercy experienced by a fool. What she's saying is this, that when we go to God, <laughs> there will be mercy, nothing else. But if we go in sin, then our mind will still be formed by that and we'll be a fool before it and we'll leave it or pull back. It's all mercy. Jesus, you know, really only wants one thing and has only one goal for you and me, that we meet him, that we encounter this love in our life, intimately and personally. That's all he wants. 
That's all he's about. He's the good shepherd who lays it all down for you and me. You know, it is a very, very uh, startling thing that when Jesus is resurrected and he came to the disciples, they didn't recognize him. They didn't know who he was or what he was. They really thought he was a ghost. And in the first century, they believed in ghosts. So they thought he was a ghost. But it wasn't until they saw his wounds that they recognized him, that they knew him. And then he became real to them. In his wounds, they met him. The word uh, vulnerability has a Latin root, means vulnus, and the word means to wound. So God in Jesus became utterly vulnerable to us so we could enter into a love relationship with him. And he was wounded by us. And we know him in that very wound that he's transformed and keeps. He becomes real in that deepest expression of his love for you. And we get to know him there. When do you know someone, really know someone? When does someone become real to you? Is it someone uh, that you talk about the weather and sports with every day? Probably not. It's most likely someone who opens themselves to you, reveals who they are, their thoughts and their feelings. And maybe even along the way, their wounds. And when someone reveals their wounds to you, oh, then you know them. You know them. Friends, we are called to be vulnerable to the one who is vulnerable to us. To reveal our wounds to the one who reveals the wounds of his love for us. Friends, the resurrection is not an abstraction. It's not a, a symbol. It's not some kind of construct. It's a person, a person who said to Thomas, Thomas, put your hand in my wound that you might know me and know the depth of my love for you. 
How does this happen? You got to let it. You know, in Catholic churches, we have these crosses and there's a body on it. And he's a wounded body. It's a shepherd giving his life. Spend time there, now or anytime, in church or before a crucifix. Just sit there. Take all the yes buts out of your head, all your thinking about it. Quiet the mind and gaze upon him who loves you, who gave himself for you, was wounded for you and me. Let that sink in. Be with it. I, I sometimes use the, the analogy of marinating. You know, you put turkey and beef and marinate and the, leave it there for a day or two and the sauce kind of gets in there. You know, it flavors it, but it also enters it. Marinate in his love for you. Marinate in this wounded good shepherd who laid it all down for you. And all he wants is for you to know him. I'll end with a quote from Bernard of Clairvaux, a saint, who said, love seeks no cause beyond itself and no fruit. It is its own fruit and its own enjoyment. You see, God's love, true love, seeks nothing beyond the love. It just wants to love. It looks for nothing else. And the loving is the enjoyment. God has enjoyment in loving you. Enjoyment in loving you. We thank you for listening and for sharing the good news with Deacon John, who asks you to come back often and support him by subscribing, by rating the site, and please share our site with others in your circle.